This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by First Row Collectibles. If you're into nerd culture, if you're into science sports memorabilia, if you're into wrestling memorabilia, please visit firstrow.ca, use promo code podcast 20 and get 20% off. They ship worldwide. The best thing is they update daily, so you got something new every day. Like I said, it pleases the nerd culture people out there. If you're into comic books, if you're into science sports memorabilia of any sorts, Canadian, American, doesn't matter. Same thing with wrestling. They got pictures that are signed. They actually just uploaded a few of Sting's signed pictures. I know, Turver, you have a connection with Sting that we talked about last time. So <laughs> decided to bring that up. <laughs> so, yes, they have all sorts of stuff. So please visit them at firstrow.ca. And if you're into video games and books, please visit bossfightbooks.com today for great books on classic video games. You'll find titles like Final Fantasy V, NBA Jam, Red Dead Redemption, and so many others. Everything you see on their website is available in paperback and ebook format. So please check them out at bossfightbooks.com. And if you're looking for the best supplements and CBD products on the market, look no further and visit LegacySubs.com and use promo code THEPODCAST to receive 10% off. They have everything from sleep aid to muscle building, anything in between to make you feel great. It's not only for athletes, it works for everyday people as well. They are Legacy Sports Nutrition, so visit them at LegacySubs.com. And if you want to support me directly, you can visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com or scroll down on today's device. It's embedded right there in the description. Click on that link. It takes you right to the merchandise store. I got everything from hoodies to t-shirts to travel mugs, phone cases, anything you're need or want it is there but the most important thing the easiest thing the freest thing you could do that helps the podcast the most is rate subscribe review on all major platforms most specifically apple Podcasts, stitcher tune in soundcloud spotify and iHeartRadio. so this week i'm joined by two returning guests first up he is the co-host of the up next podcast and a member of the post wrestling family music producer and karaoke champion Braden harrington Yes, hello, wow, wow, what an introduction, wow, you make me sound way cooler than I actually, than I actually am, but uh, yeah, how's it going, Steve, it's great to be back, I was with, I was on your show a long, long time ago, but I know, we run you know deep, 
we run deep, fam. How, how are you? Yes, and I appreciate it. You've been a supporter and, uh, and I guess since pretty much almost day one that I started this, and I really appreciate it. I thank you very much. No, everything's good on my end. We'll get into everything in a sec. Let's introduce the second guest. He is a personal trainer and an online coach, the runner-up to 2020's Impact Wrestling's Gut Check. He is the current Crossfire and HWE heavyweight champ, professional wrestler, the Saturday Night Delight, Tyler Turva. How's it going, guys? Doing fantastic, my friend. How are you today? Yeah, I'm great. Doing good. I didn't realize I had so many titles until you reminded me of all of them. (laughs) So I can second... I'm being pumped up more than what I thought I was. <laughs> well, it boasts well because it's all downhill from here, my friends. I start off strong and I end off weak, so we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Story of my life, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brandon, I'll start off with you. So, so what's been going on, my friend? Like you said, it's been a while. You know, every, you're still doing Up Next. When we last talked, you pretty much just started it. And now you're in, I think, what is it, your fourth year, I believe, fifth year or something like that of doing it? No. Yeah, well, so I, I worked. Uh, I worked on live audio wrestling, and I've worked with uh, Fight Network and, and all sorts of the stuff uh, years prior. But I didn't like basically start my own creative kind of outlet with uh, Patreon and such. Probably about two years ago. Oh, but okay. I've been doing up up next for like maybe three, going on four or something like that. I don't know. I've watched wrestling for <laughs> quite a long time. It always uh, blends together, but. But yeah, I've uh, been been doing lots of stuff, and I mean, what a great time to be not not only someone who like is in the world of wrestling, but just a fan because now wrestling's like everywhere. There's too much wrestling to consume these days. So I mean, it's things are things are going good if you're a wrestling fan because there's so much stuff to watch and consume and just get your eyes on it, whether you're an old fan or a new fan. No, it's true, and I I hate the people who still complain about the like the small stuff in wrestling. It's not like how it was, I guess, maybe five to ten years ago when there wasn't as much out there. But it's like you don't like it, move on. There's so much other. You're gonna find something else. Like stop being hung on. Uh, I hate to say, it, but to hit on the big one, WWE. If if you hate it, then don't watch it. Like I don't understand these people who keep torturing themselves. And and, and you know what? Like I, I am I'm a huge wrestling fan. I I love it. I consume it. Every, almost probably every day I watch everything but I am definitely one of those people that uh, if you don't like something you definitely don't have to watch it and that's something I definitely have done I'd say in the past probably five years I haven't watched uh, a Raw or a Smackdown but I do okay. check in with like the, the, the pay-per-views and sure. some of the big shows specifically you know the Royal Rumble and a Wrestlemania I mean even non-wrestling fans can totally jump in and, and get into it but I will I will I will agree with you because if you don't like something, you shouldn't be watching it, especially like TV shows or movies. It's one thing to, you know, be dragged to a movie, but no one's dragging you to watch a three-hour Raw, uh, hopefully, because uh, that sounds very painful. But, like, th- things things have changed in the in the world of, of wrestling, but maybe, you know, you don't want, like watching WWE, but they come to town, and you get a ticket, and you go, you're going to have a fun time. So... Yeah, that's true. Well, what about you, Tyler? On the reverse side of things, on being on the opposite side of the camera and being in the ring, how do you feel as a professional wrestler with this whole sort of boom of professional wrestling? I think you said it best. Where like, essentially, there's just so much content all the time right now. So, from a wrestler's like, from a wrestler's perspective, I see it as like, it should make the young wrestlers better, faster, ah, because they have more exposure to it. Now, the difference is, is I think, like, it starts to get gray because what we're seeing on TV, I think the quality 
in certain components is there, but then in other and others is not. So depending on what someone watches that, that will definitely help you understand essentially like what someone's style is or essentially what they grew up on. Cause you can usually see it through their work. Sure. And now in instance of being a wrestler, do you have like, do you still have your so-called favorite promotions you watch or do you just now watch the people that you know in matches? Man, I'm pretty bland when it comes to all that. Like I, I essentially just keep it to like a lot of just the guys that I like, but then I do try to watch like a fair amount. Like I, I really only watch WWE, AEW, and then a little bit of impact, but gotcha. even like I watch each one for a different reason because I'm looking for something in each one. So oh. that's, so like when, it, so like in WWE, there's like certain guys that I like to watch because I think, I think like you can't match their top guys, but then AEW creates a feel that can't be matched in the other shows as well. Like it gives you more of that, nitro feel and then in impact like i think for some of the things that that they do essentially like storyline wise or actual like content wise like in match i think i think there's a lot more creative control going on so i feel like there's such a different mix in each one no that's awesome obviously and now brayden when you started doing up next it was the original black and gold now it's the 2.0 what do you dislike Yeah. yeah so what do you dislike what do you like from the changes that they've done so far Man, I mean, that show was definitely, like, something special. It was almost like lightning in a bottle, uh, how they had, like, from the bo- from the bottom up, they go and they, they created this developmental thing that was just very, still is very impressive, the Performance Center and, and all that stuff. But they, they created something that became, like, this something so small, and it kept growing, getting super popular. They yeah. were filling arenas all over uh, the world, really, with even, like, the London uh, shows and, and just everything. And... Yeah, in the past few years, it seems like there's been different changes in the way where things are going, and I would still say that they were very successful. It's just now that they've completely... It looks like Triple H has been stripped of all his his power or something, so to speak, and now it's kind of gone back to the original way that it was, like an FCW or an, almost an OVW, uh, but they are they point. are keeping it... There is still some good wrestling. I am very negative on the new nxt 2.0 however (laughs) if i want to if i want to say like good parts of it not to just like dump on it is there is still some quality wrestling and the reason they flipped it is so that they can create stars for the wwe and nxt in the past three to five years was just creating stars for nxt they weren't maybe so much even though some of these stars i think could have been big names in the wwe but i feel like lately that now they've gone back it's almost like i call nxt 2.0 like the the wwe or nxt like degrassi it feels like you're watching uh, a show for teenagers and they're not quite sure what they're aiming for their demo as well but but if you're someone like me i I love wrestling i love the silly storylines and all that stuff but but i really love just watching good matches i think people can tell stories in a match it's supposed to be something that's that's sports entertainment it's supposed to be something that's almost like a real sport quote unquote but sometimes they they lose that in in wwe or this new 2.0 so i am i am pretty negative on it but i i don't just say throw it in the bin because there are like some stars that you should be watching because i do feel already they've created some some names that you will be talking about mm-hmm. in like what minus five years braun braun breaker dumb name but like <laughs> rex, Steiner, rex steiner's kid will go a very long way i think he's incredible um and and i'm trying to think of some other ones there's uh, carmelo hayes he's yes, amazing as he well definitely watch out for him but yeah 
Yeah, and what do you guys think, this goes for both of you, when people like Dolph Ziggler show up and win the championship, and now moving forward, they said they're going to have a lot more of that happening. Is it a good to have those old vets come in and help out the young guys, or do you think it just should be just a young talent and that's it? I I like it because I think it, it shines a spotlight on Dolph, and then you end up with a bit of crossover because like Dolph's a guy that's been held down like forever that's and true. like he was at top matches for the longest time so he's just gonna pull better matches out of guys and someone like breaker will learn to be led from from Dolph so like the, you're only gonna make breaker move along faster and I totally agree that's such a shitty name <laughs> <laughs> like the guy he's awesome he's so awesome to watch I and I, I I just went on like a, a Steiner kick Steiner Brothers kick sure. the other week or so just put on some retro and I'm like man he even looks and acts like both his, his right? dad and his uncle. It's uncanny. The name is weird. Yeah, it's weird. He sounds like Scott too in the voice, but yeah, I, I I like the I like the show, and I still will continue to watch, and I cover it, and I'm I'm always pretty honest in what I like and and what I don't like, and I always give reasons for that, and I, and sometimes I feel like they uh, they go they they find someone and they they slap on a silly name or a silly gimmick, and then expect right. that person to to either sink or swim. So it like, it puts a lot of pressure on someone who, you know, maybe gets given a professor gimmick, a poker player. <laughs> gimmick. Yes. Those are real. Uh, the, the, the guy, the real manly men who like fry their steaks and stuff like these gimmicks are in wrestling and wrestling is silly and it's supposed to be fun, but there is like a limit to watching it and going, okay, I feel, do I feel like this is a complete waste of time? Like sometimes when I watch characters, that are legit in this developmental, it's like, oh, okay. It's almost like when a new year of TV shows come around and ABC is promoting, you know, this show or this show that are brand new. It's almost like, okay, which one of these shows do you think will be canceled in the next year? <laughs> AKA, which, which one of these gimmicks are going to be I know what you like, mean. pulled? Yeah. They're like, I feel like with some of them too, they get such bad ones that it's like, will they make it to week four? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then and then they come back. Like there's the talk show one, Lash Legend. I yes. mean, we haven't seen enough of her wrestling to even know much yet. But it hasn't. She hasn't been too impressive. But she looks like a superstar. She acts like a superstar. But then they give her this like talk show gimmick, like The View or something. And it's just it's 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 not what I. It's just not what I like from wrestling. When wrestling in general has changed a completely different tone i'd say because of aew now that is a show mm. that completely like cha- like if you're someone like i'm 30 so if you're in the span of what 20 to to maybe 40 50 and you've been watching wrestling and you see this new product like you mentioned tyler it kind of gives this like wcw feel i don't know like wrestling is supposed to be fun and i definitely get the fun out of that if you've ever been to an indie show or like ring of honor back in the day or anything you feel like there's this like community and you're not just a random family sitting over here and people who won from a radio station here it's like no it's like sometimes it's like wrestling fans and we're like a community and you know the internet and everything and and AEW. i feel like it it feels like there's like a, a big community of the fans but they make it so much fun to watch it it's it's a fan service i feel like that show is definitely a fan service for wrestling fans no, it's true, and that's what I really enjoy about AEW. At first, I was a bit pessimistic. I was like, okay, let's see what happens. But now, I've been saying it for the longest time, probably for like the past year, and I'm all in, no pun intended. Like, I love it. It's it's awesome. Like, you know what I mean? That's my preferred wrestling to watch nowadays. It used to be NXT, the gold brand, but now it's moved into this. Like, I'm the same way. I don't... 
like I like the funny gimmicks and the crazy gimmicks, but I don't want a whole show of that if that makes sense. Like I don't need someone in a onesie sleeping in the middle of the ring. Like we know she could go, let her do her thing. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't understand. Like and to your point, Braden, this is why a lot of people are off WWE in my opinion because you know what all the wrestlers are capable of, but the executives and the hierarchy doesn't let them shine, so to speak. And it's like, so why would you bring them in if you don't let them do their thing? Yeah, for me, I've been watching wrestling as a, when I was a kid. It was the oversized characters and all these ridiculous things. And then as you grow up, you kind of realize, hey, maybe I don't like this anymore, and you stop watching altogether. Sure. Or maybe you still stick around because you just you love it so much and it still clicks with you. But I know that like when people in in kind of the last ten years of wrestling, like we started watching because there's more than just the storylines that were in the eighties of, of kind of cheesiness. Now there's like actual athletes. Like look at some, what some of these people can do inside these four corners. Like some of the stuff is beyond impressive. And I'm not talking about like your, your Reggie on Monday night, raw, the guy from Cirque du Soleil, like, cool. You can do flips. Like, you know, people criticize like your Ospreys and stuff, but, but no, like there's so much like to treat it like it is uh, almost like a sport or something along those lines makes the storytelling there so so much better. Like for me, like someone like the reason why Kenny Omega is so popular and became this non WWE and the Bucks is because they would put on matches that if you paid your your twenty bucks at your indie show in some small town USA and they were on the card or whatever the Bucks specifically, it's like. You're going to get your money's worth, and you know if you, you're going to get the, the match of the night, the, the match that you want. Whereas if you tune into a three-hour Raw, you're getting, like, in total of eight minutes or something of wrestling sure. when the rest is just fodder. It's like the rest, wrestling has changed, so I feel like those people who do like that aspect, like myself, do latch on to that AEW, who do deliver their, like, 30-minute main event matches on TV or their, their like, matches that, that that hit for you and go, wow, I, I bought every second of that. And the storytelling in it was very good. But AEW, as a, again, I just love talking about it. It's just made me a big fan, even bigger fan of wrestling. I feel like I'm a bigger fan of wrestling now than even, like, when I was a kid. Oh, because wow. it's it, there's so much different stuff to watch now, right? You can watch your, your Impact Wrestling. You can watch New Japan. There's so much of it. To, it's like mm-hmm. music, right? Sure. Now we have streaming services. You can listen to any type of genre you want to listen to. Your rock, your your whatever. There's playlists. There's everything, That's and it's true, all yeah. at our access. So it's just everything has uh, its boom of content, but wrestling specifically. And I'd say AEW is maybe not you know in the the views kicking WWE's ass, but I I think it's a better way better product. Yeah. I know. What about you, Tyler? Being again professional wrestler, what what are your opinions as being on the other side? <laughs> got such a more natural old school approach like like i don't there's not a lot that i love okay but there's different things that i think that they do well so if you look at like i watched the last aew pay-per-view for instance if you look at um if you look at all the guys entrances we'll include the women too but so many of the people when they came out they're definitely stars because they've i feel like the thing that they've done really well is they've made everyone into be a star but then you put was it six or seven people in that ladder match and none of them mesh but also like they're each such a niche wrestler that that's why you came out with a bad match Mm. because a lot of them can't work different styles because a lot of them can't work in my opinion (laughs) which is i guess a really aggressive thing to say (laughs) but 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 like the whole concept of a ladder match if we're just thinking like from a direct standpoint sure. is you need to go up and climb 
to try to win the match. And there was many times in that match where logic would tell us this person should climb the ladder. And <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So, Isn't that such a big thing in ladder matches? Like that's such a thing. It's even in even in the the NXT. There's one specific NXT UK ladder match. These guys are all doing the spots when all the people are laid out. It's like you're screaming at the TV. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Or same with like like at some point they got to quit all catching each other on this the stupid over the top dive bullshit that sure. you've seen seven weeks in a row. Like like on like. Me, just like knowing being in that moment, I would just sidestep it. If I'm standing, <laughs> sure. if I'm standing around, why would I hold my hands up like this to catch a guy when there's five other guys there? Why wouldn't I walk away and then slide in the ring, take right. my time? And like, and I understand, like, I don't know, not, like not to reveal too much, but like at some point, like you gotta you gotta dip a little more logic into what's going on, and there's got to be a little less dancing. And more guy, and if more guys could throw a better punch, you'd probably run into some of that stuff. That one too. But but that's just like that's where I tiptoe on on one side when I look at a match like that. But then, and like I, like I'm not a fan of much of went on in the th- in that three way tag match. But that everything they did was phenomenally executed, over the top, super crisp. And it was one of the times where I felt like all three of those teams had super crisp matches, and it had. A, and it had a good finish. So like, that's one of the times where to me, like a young bucks match delivered. Cause I don't think since they've been on AEW that they've necessarily had something that's super upper echelon. Like they've had really great matches, but they need, I feel like they've needed to have more things to support them saying, Hey, I'm the best tag. We're the best tag team in the world because they just, I don't think they they've had, I I think there's some matches where like they could have made their opponents, bring them up a little bit more. I feel like I feel like that that la, that cage match with the Lucha Bros they definitely raised the Lucha Bros up but then like they were the champs and then it was like oh okay now we don't have any other big teams to kind of face I think AEW has that problem where they yeah they build up their hangmans and their Kennys and their Bucks and Mocks but then they have so much now TV that they got to fill and like you said certain certain people aren't used to being put in certain spots and doesn't doesn't go over but another side what about like I, I think I like the direction because AEW also has like different very like maybe someone like like we said you're kind of maybe over the the crazy diving stuff that might be a little played out when you have people like your uh, Danielson and your your Moxleys now with the the William Regal stuff their whole thing is like men manly men who fight and <laughs> you know grind them down and beat them up and make them bleed and I'm like yo I'm all about that like I like. I like seeing some blood once in a while in wrestling and, and in a fight and stuff like that. You know, I am I am into that aspect of it. Yeah, I think that them doing that was a great timing, but also be like all the right guys to do it with. And uh, just like if you're gonna dive out of the ring, don't don't miss your sloppy kick or whatever. If you're gonna talk, <laughs> but <laughs> just don't do the the slide out and slap the guy in the face. Like you can you can kind of like cover up some of your stuff a bit better, but. Part of that is also that's a production issue because a pr- production shouldn't shouldn't show that or you should create a seven second delay. That's a good point too. Yeah, but the but I definitely agree with you. Like that, like having that as like your niche is awesome. But if you look at um, if you look at like a Pac, like Pac can do all those things and he makes them all work because he's not doing twelve flips in a match. He's going to do three that are great. 
Yeah, he's, that guy's very, very incredible as well. Like they have a lot of talent there, and a lot of them were in WWE that I think could have been like your your big big stars. But then you look at WWE, and they're making more money than they've ever made, like <laughs> right? possibly ever. And it's not, that, that's not stopping because I I I don't you know I'm just a fan speculating like we all are. But I would say that uh, that the next WrestleMania would probably be Roman versus The Rock. In the venue that The Rock just introed the the Super Bowl at this year, so it's like they're going to be filling that with that because like then that's on the other side of the the coin. There is yeah, AEW has some really good wrestling, but the the star, the entertainment, sports entertainment value, that big name on the marquee, the fireworks, the big lights, the weekend song playing, Rock <laughs> and sorry Roman and Brock right now like feuding. Like I I like I said, I don't watch. Uh, that that often anymore i do right. watch the nxt i do check out some of their their other stuff i of course i'm a wrestling fan i'll still check in time to time but when it's wrestlemania like yeah we're all gonna gonna try to make a a weekend now what it seems two nights holy shit but you know we're gonna crazy. make a you're gonna want to sit down and watch it whether it's you know with friends or whoever and like get try to get invested and yeah it could shit the bed but you're still gonna like have a good time I would I would think and there's that's what I mean like there's kind of a little bit of everything in this weird world of wrestling. Yeah, and you're getting two or three really good gems too in those two nights. Like like name a bigger match than Brock and Roman. It, I mean, like it's been done a bunch, so I do think those are the two big like Goliaths now, the two gladiators of of WWE in, in wrestling. So yeah, of course people. I think that still is a big marquee match. Of course, Edge and AJ Styles. That one That's not never answer. happened before. People have always wanted to watch that match, and now it's at a WrestleMania. I think that could be a pretty bangin' match as well. Yeah, and, and I'll throw in Owens with uh, Austin. I'm very interested to see what's going to happen there. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's, what's, what's the deal? Do you think he's actually going to have a match? Because we're recording this uh, a few weeks before, maybe. I mean... I don't. Th- I don't think he's actually going to have a match, but I don't know. I think he, well, he's going to come out and throw some stunners for sure. But I don't know because you see the reports that everyone's saying he's in the best shape of his life. He's ring ready. He's been practicing. Had a ring installed a few months ago in over at his compound. You know what I mean? So it's like, but is that all again? Just trying to like throw you off the scent, and then he just comes out and just has a talking segment, right? I think it'll be. It's going to be like twelve to fourteen minutes. Okay, for the stunner push off. Austin hits the stunner, one, two, three, a bunch of Steve Weisers, everyone gets drunk. Yeah, like, the, the issue is, I mean, not an issue. I feel like the guy probably could go, but I do, I, do, I love Kevin Owens. I love him. I think he's incredible. And I just, I think, like, what, maybe now 10 years ago when people were like, oh, imagine Austin came back to have one match, like, it would be Punk, right? That was the one everyone kind of figured it would be. It just meshes well. We got to see Rock sure. versus... Cena, but we didn't get to see Austin versus like another next person. But he went off into the sunset at WrestleMania 19 just so well that I do think it would, I don't know, not tarnish his legacy, but I think a stunner to, and, and that's it, would, would probably suffice. But you you do think he's wrestling? I, it, it probably could happen. I don't know. Like, yeah, it'll be long, though. Yeah, like like yeah. 12 will be long. <laughs> that's pretty long for, for, you know, that. But that's all, I, I am interested in that as well, yeah. And you guys think, well, it's been reported, but again, who even knows? It's probably like the CM Punk worst kept secret, Cody at WrestleMania. What do you think is going to happen there? I think, yeah, I think it's going to happen, and it should. It makes sense to, to have it. This is a sweet, like, like a sweet build without someone. 
right? Like, That's yeah, true. Rowan's chasing a match the whole time, and then it's like he's probably going to come out and just be freaking out, like, I deserve whatever. He's doing his laugh and all that, and then boom, music hits. And Brandy yeah. and the dog. <laughs> <laughs> right? Barrow, Brandy, Arn, the other nine thousand people in the group they all come down no uh i i'm i'm a big fan of cody i actually think he's on to this like i i was one of the people watching him in AEW that was like when he was getting booed i was like oh it's so interesting because he's naturally just become this heel right but i think i think he should have i think he should have kept leaning into it acting as right? if he is this this good guy because this he keeps he kept saying throughout his, his career like oh i do things that have never been seen it's like if you kept doing that it's almost like the eventual one time you do turn will be so nuclear but instead he he literally leaves and so many people are like oh is it a work it must be a work he, he's not gonna leave them he's he's on record a million times being like AEW till i die and you know all that stuff and then now it's like, oh, I'm out of here because he's getting booed all the time. But either either way, I am a fan of of Cody, and I do think he is very creative. And if he's if he's narcissistic, then narcissistic, then like good. Like I, I am, and I I think Seth Rollins has been pretty boring for the past few years, and I think this is the mm. first thing that's kind of lighting a fire okay, for him okay. here. So I, I I will follow Cody, and I'll I think it's just hilarious. I think it's just funny. Cody's just stirring the pot, man. He grew up watching this stuff. He saw people jump ship all the time. He's just trying to make AEW bigger when he comes back in the three years when that's over. <laughs> in a weird, weird Cody way. But I am into this for sure. Now, do you think when he does do, do the jump that he'll eventually be a world champ now? I think he has to. I think he has to because the rule in AEW is his tip was I can't be world champ. Ah. So this fucking guy, this fucking this fucking guy is gonna go over to the Fed, win the world <laughs> champ, and then when he comes back to AEW, he's like, I did it. I told you, everybody. Yeah, I feel like he's just he is a good heel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, him coming in with the belt, I think like, but also like, who would beat Roman? So. Yeah. To me, that kind of sets the table for where can you go with Roman, and now you have a SummerSlam. That's true. That's true, right? And in all honesty, you know what the best? And I don't want to put it the jinx out there or anything. If it happens now, oh fuck, everyone's gonna come after me. I think the best way of getting the belt off Roman is a so-called injury or time off, because then after he could come back and regain that belt, and then you still have someone in the interim, and he comes back stronger than ever, right? Yes. The only thing that sucks is then whoever's the next champ has no rub so like they're coming in now you're restarting everything's flat you're not coming into anything because like that's even like way back when finn balor won and then was hurt right immediately when he won so right like that's why they just gave it to a guy that's already like a top dog yeah i mean it's it's weird because you would figure cody comes in and he's instantly like a big time player there is of course there is the two the two shows so i mean whatever show roman's not on i'd say make cody your your guy but yeah now the title match at wrestlemania right now is for both titles so you would need to find a way to create uh just the one there i don't know if they're going to put those together and then bring back another one who knows if it's cody he could be cody and cody it meaning <laughs> uh, i want to bring back the the big gold the, the wcw looking title like you know like let's bring the world heavyweight title back or some something like that but uh, i would be i i think roman should go on with this title for so long and i don't know if braun breaker is the guy to beat him for it eventually but i do see roman like 
holding on to this for quite a while. They realized that giving that taker streak the rub to Brock was so good for Brock and instantly made like he was already he's Brock. He was already the the guy. But like that is just this like accolade. So whoever is the guy to finally beat Roman, I think would would yeah get the huge rub there and become like uh, the next level star that they want. But would it be Cody? I don't know. <laughs> Cody's definitely beating Seth though. And speaking of young guys, I'll yeah. throw this one in since he already kind of spilled the beans that he's going to be at the Mania. Is Gable Stevenson? Like if he comes in, like everyone's already thinking he's going to be like beyond what Kurt Angle brought to the table. There's a perfect person to give that so-called rub and shoot him to the moon, right? Yeah, that would be cool. That guy looks pretty talented just from uh, this past week of some of the the actual wrestling. But he looks like he's got some charisma. He looks like he's just about it. Like he wants exactly. to, to do this. Yeah. So that, 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 could, that could be cool. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, since it is, well, it's going to be WrestleMania a couple of weeks, whatever. What are some of your favorite WrestleManias from the years past? Like either, okay, let's let's throw this out there. Each one will think of our favorite WrestleMania of all time and our favorite WrestleMania match. Yeah, I do this. Uh, I do this podcast on my Patreon. I call it Best Match Ever, oh, where okay. we we dissect like different matches and different histories. So sometimes it'll be like a best match ever. Uh, we just did one when Shane McMahon got released. So we oh, did one best match ever Shane McMahon, <laughs> which is pretty, which is pretty weird, right? We've done a best match ever SmackDown Six, where we looked at that whole ah. 2002, 2003 sure. stuff. But we also, we also did a few every year for WrestleMania. We do a different one, but we kind of put a different spin on it to try to figure out, you know, the quote unquote best match ever. So we do this one for WrestleMania, but we we can't just be like, hey, best match ever WrestleMania, because okay. there's too many to picks, Steve. There's too many. So, so, so you could do WrestleMania like openers. You could do WrestleMania endings, enders, main events. You could do WrestleMania show stealers. There's so many different ones in there because, like, I'll tell you off the top of my head. Sure. Think of rematches for me as the stoner wrestling fan. I'll smoke a joint and put on a classic match. And I'm and when I when I think of that, I think you know, okay, I'm going to put on uh, Shawn Michaels Undertaker. Sure. I'm going to put on uh, Austin Bret Hart. I'm going to put on. You know, uh, I, I personally a big fan of Sean versus Kurt from WrestleMania 21. I think that mm. match is so awesome and definitely underrated. But there's there's a lot of gems. Oh, um, damn! What's the Brett versus Owen WrestleMania 10? Yes, is also just a, a that's, great that's throwback. One of my but, faves, yeah. but those are some of mine. What about what about you? What are your favorite Mania matches? Rock Hogan jumps out to me. And that's mine, actually, to tell you the truth, and only because I was there live. If it wasn't for that, I don't think I would have felt the same emotion. I should have been there live. I told my buddies went, and I said I'd never go to a WrestleMania unless in it. <laughs> but I like it. It's a good attitude. I like it. <laughs> yeah, but now I'm never going to WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rock Hogan, and and then if we go way back, I like. Uh, I really like still like Macho Hogan from Five. Oh yeah, that is actually a good one too. Especially the build up to that. That was awesome. Yeah, no, that that one's good. I'm trying to think, like, see, so we're, none of us are saying any more recent ones. I liked Daniel Bryan versus Kofi, that whole Kofi mania. That was pretty awesome. I was at that one, so maybe that's why oh. I liked it. Because the rest of that mania was all right. Uh, I'm trying to think of more recent ones. This year, I can't think of what even happened last year. 
Well, well, that's the thing. I don't know if it's because like we're all huge fans and we grew up watching it. So like the memory burns are the early memories versus what we've just seen. Because like how we we're saying too, there's so much wrestling now. How do you remember everything? Oh, oh, I mean, we haven't brought up probably one of the best ones, which was uh, TLC two from oh. WrestleMania 17, which See? is clearly the best WrestleMania, if not best pay per view, like ever. I think most wrestling fans are like, yeah. That's it's got. I mean, that one is stacked. Main evented by Rock Austin two, okay. which then yeah. features the Vince turn at the end. It has TLC two. It's got like all these other great ma- Taker versus Triple H. It's got a lot of bangers on it. Kane is like the weird big man, uh, small guy. Like one of the better Mania matches that way too. And that's like Kurt's first or second. Never mind. That's his second Mania. Does, I think is that the one that starts off with Regal and Jericho. Yeah, in 18, I think. That's 18. No. Yeah. Is yeah, that 18? Yeah, that one, maybe. Or is that is 17? That one that, I always mix up 17, 18, because yeah. is that Eddie and Esther? Is that 18 as well? I know 17 has the Raven Big Show Kane hardcore oh. thing where they, <laughs> they're going through the, the golf carts and. <laughs> shit like that like like for me like that's like i love that i love that shit and then i i feel like wwe hasn't done anything that that wild but again like comparing wwe to to aew to promote their stadium stampede they did this golf cart chase on a dynamite with kenny like chasing sammy and then i think it was omega doing like a moonsault off like a like a cherry picker or something like that i'm like this is crazy we're like wwe they don't do anything too insane unless it's like hey ray mysterio's eyeball got teen angle benoit then yeah i it think must so. have been or was it a triple threat with jericho no 16. no jericho and triple h was at 18 that i remember yeah. fuck i was at yeah. 18 and i remember it's fucking hilarious because i had jazz on a few months ago and she was talking to me and she was like yeah i was at wrestling i was like oh my god i was there and i don't even remember you on the card i feel so embarrassed oh my gone yeah shout out jazz and then she hung up <laughs> I, right that would have been i, I would have aired it that would have been perfect i'm like well, well i guess that's it it is what it is <laughs> yeah i mean wrestlemania wrestlemania is more like the spectacle i've only ever been to one and it was Me just too. at uh, 35 the one in new york a few years ago um but like i had i had a great time because i finally after watching it like wow there's a lot of freaking people here so this is a whole like spectacle but i think the whole week whether it was like new japan or or nxt at the time the takeover like a whole week of just doing fun stuff in the city felt like that was part of it where WWE, the wrestlemanias they're they're good they're fun but as of the last like 10 plus years i can't recall any classic ones that you're gonna go oh i'm gonna spend the day re-watching wrestlemania 34 for no reason whatsoever i can't remember what that one was but what was the last one that like you were like, yo, that was that was pretty good. And I think maybe I maybe know. 35 was okay. Again, I was there. But I'd say maybe even 30 was the last time with Daniel Bryan, that whole thing. You know what? That, yeah, that is a good shout-out because I don't remember either. That's true. Like, I could just harken back to the older ones. Yeah. I just think at the time, Holland's cash-in was big. The year yeah. he cashed Yeah, that on. was a good one too. Yeah, you're That's right. True. In terms of moments, but it's also because it was out of the blue. And then there's... Yeah. Uh, some other big matches you go like you go HBK Jericho from from nineteen pipe like I I like Piper Brett from eight. Yep, that was a good but one. Even, yeah, but even those ones going back. And then obviously, like, I feel, 
and obviously the ladder match between Sean and Razor, that, that's classic. Yeah, I mean, that, that WrestleMania was pretty good. WrestleMania 10 seemed to have two really good bangers on it. Um, Brett versus Owen and Razor versus Sean in that, that ladder match. And, I mean, a lot of people were probably watching that ladder match back this week with uh, the passing of Scott Hall. Rest in peace, right? Legend. Yeah, no kidding. I was going to say the wrestling community, yeah, lost one of the most recognizable names. Like, who does not know who Razor Ramon was back in the day? Like, you know what I mean? He was the guy you wanted to be. He made being a heel cool, and that's what everyone wants to be nowadays. And I think he should be on everyone's top five, and I don't know anyone who would argue at that point, honestly. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Like, uh, from the AAO to Razor character to even the whole stuff with NWO, I mean, that changed wrestling completely blurring the lines between what's real and, and what's fake. So he had a huge part in the world of wrestling. And I know people always joke about Hall and Nash and their work rate and stuff. But <laughs> hey, like, don't, don't work harder, work smarter, right? But they seem to genuinely be like like good good people to the wrestling community, yes. uh, especially, I'd say, in the last past 10 years and so, like kind of past their, their careers are kind of ending and they do other stuff. But yeah, very, very sad. I mean, grew up watching all his stuff. Great wrestler, and the character definitely like he's he's lucky he's had, he has two he's got himself Scott Hall yep. the guy who always mentions drinking and you know being Scott Hall and then there's Razor who's like you know pretty much like Scarface so yep. pretty much two iconic like the other day I, I had a YouTube playlist on and a Drake song comes on and Drake's wearing the this is from years ago but he's wearing the Razor Ramon like Which yellow oh that like, iconic one yes this guy's like everywhere like this guy is like he is iconic right so you're right wrestling fans and non fans do know him. R.I.P. Yeah, and Tyler was. I'm assuming he was a huge uh, influence in your wrestling career too. And my like, like pre pre pandemic, like when I did the Impact Gut Check, like mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I think I'm going to switch to pants. I want different looking gear, and I went red with yellow Razor Ramon, and then I went purple with yellow Razor Ramon. Nice. So yeah, and like even going back, like me and like anytime I'd ride like be in a car with the guys, like going to a show. If, if you're in a car ride, that's over three hours long. Like at some point you talked about Scott Hall and Razor Ramon <laughs> and like, or you did as an impersonation sure. of, Hey, yo. And then like, and then you'd say like the most random thing, like, cause one of the biggest insider jokes, which I, which a lot of people have like understood now is when Scott Hall said to someone like, Hey, what's your finish? And he's like, can't wait to kick out. of it. <laughs> Right. <laughs> that came out like that's all you heard for five years backstage like before a show so it'd be like yo what's your finish it'd be like oh i do like this death valley driver and then three guys are like can't wait to kick out of it <laughs> like and he and yeah you guys like said it best like he there's like what wasn't he like that's really like like he didn't have a hole in his game like he could talk he looked the part and he was also like larger than life, and that's what everyone should want to be when they're a wrestler. So, it, yeah, it's I don't know. He was awesome. So, like, I still watch his matches all the time, and just to always pick things apart and see, okay, if he does this type of thing there, what could I do there? Like, what would I do? And like, yeah, Hall's fucking awesome. Well, and that's the thing. A lot of people do gripe on his work rate, but there's so many classic matches. Like, I don't know about you guys, but one of my favorites of Scott Hall was him against Bret Hart at the 93 Royal Rumble. Oddly enough, his only world title shot. That match is a fucking... Go back and watch that shit, man. That, that, oh, yeah. Like, I don't know why it's not on more people's lists. It's crazy. I mean, it's what's crazy. Well, he's, 
Uh, he, he's like the only big, big star to not win a world title, right. I'd say. Probably the, like the most popular star to never win the, the, the big one. He's been IC champ, but yeah, pretty crazy. But yeah, I definitely a lot of people were, were saying, hey, yo, and watching the, the matches back this week because you got to. You got to. Yeah, for sure. What is your one of your favorite matches, Tyler, from the Razor Ramon catalog or Scott Hall? You named it. <laughs> really? Okay, there you go. Awesome. That one with Brad, they have a sweet, they do a sweet false finish like a minute out before they get to the finish. I think it's just after, it's just after the sharpshooter because the sharpshooter is pretty long and then they do a dip and I, I think it's a roll up finish, but, but yeah, I, I like, yeah, I like the, the both the ladder matches obviously sure. come to mind, a big fan, but what about that one? Is it one, two, three kid on Monday Night Raw? Yep. That's Xbox? a good one. Yeah. That one is great as well. Uh, I think, I think I rewatched that last week. Well, speaking of helping people, look what he did for his career, right? He, he didn't have to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I mean, there was the whole thing with him and getting better. And I mean, yeah, he passed away, but it's still at somewhat of a young age. Oh, but we know his wrestling, yeah. being in the wrestling community, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. But he went through the whole thing with, what, DDP, yoga, yep. and, and stuff like that, right? I'm pretty sure, so... Yeah, but, he but was yeah. looking good. You know, it's just one of those freak accidents. Like, who knows what have happened if he didn't go in for that surgery, right? But again, what ifs? What ifs? What's He's got a do? sweet gem on Raw. For, uh, he wrestled The Rock once. It's only like six or eight minutes from okay. 2002. Right, right. It's just quick, fast pace, but it just it's such a 2002 match where it's just like a lot of punching, good pace, and then The Rock, like The Rock's just being The Rock too. So like both <laughs> got bend each other well, and Scott Hall's just selling his ass off. It's sweet. Yeah, and again, he he was the total package. The promos, like the feuds, like one that stands out, one of my favorite feuds going back is Goldust. Like that feud was, that's an iconic, and that launched Goldust to another stratosphere too. And it's like, it's crazy the storytelling that we got back in the day versus what we get nowadays. How simple it was, but how good it was, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, storytelling and wrestling, it works. <laughs> who who would have thought, right guys? <laughs> Yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to to WrestleMania though. I'm 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 looking forward to it because it's always like a fun time. Since the pandemic, it's been weird, like staying inside and you're not supposed to see people. And sure. Just the past little while, like I had I had friends over for the Royal Rumble, and we originally had this like whole like bar planned out for the Rumble and everything, and then the Omicron thing happened, and then the world went into shutdown. So when when the Rumble hit, finally I felt like comfortable to have a few people over and it felt somewhat normal and then like now we're in this definite like normal at least here like in ontario and 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 then for the last what was the revolution pay-per-view i had like a a, like a watch party at the bar and steve you showed up and that was awesome and so it just felt so crazy that like people were like a coming out again and doing stuff but i'm doing one again for the royal rumble at sneaky d's in toronto sorry for wrestlemania uh, at Sneaky D's in Toronto, so any Toronto people definitely come by um, because I want I want to just have fun. If you can't actually go to Dallas and go to these events, <laughs> like I, I used to, I went to the theaters a few times as a kid to watch like. Oh really? Theater, okay. But, and a- apparently, a lot of people and listeners tell me, like especially in the states, a lot of theaters will play the pay-per-views yeah. and stuff yeah. but like you can't go and, and drink and hang out and talk and just like i, I want That's i want to feel like you're at a show again and i definitely i miss it i know indies independent wrestling's like I, now again thriving in the u.s but 
it's just opening up now again in Ontario. Right. And I, I think even before the pandemic, the Indies were, were hit pretty hard in, in the Ontario scene and, and, uh, and in Canada, really, I think. But now, like, that things are going to be opening again, like, I think is a good time to, to see that turnaround and, and see more live wrestling and, and just going out and, and, and being part of it. It's a, it's a sweet niche thing to be a fan of, but uh, I, I'm excited to see it to come back. And that's just like, as a fan. Yeah, everything's opening up. It's it's fantastic. Like even in your case, Tyler, I'm sure with the personal training, this is going to open up so much more for you and to do actually one on ones versus doing sort of like videos, right? Oh yeah, it's everyone's feeling like a caged animal. So like, yeah, we all want to get out. And yeah, there's ton like to go off what you're saying was uh, yeah, like the shows, like promoters want to have shows a lot, and there's certain areas like more like the Niagara region, like mm. they've been even more strict on. Um, essentially like different COVID protocols. So they, their first show in that area is not even really until like April, like for one of their, one of their bigger shows. And it's, yeah, it's been a while for them. So yeah, everyone's, everyone's going to be popping up. So usually the, the summer's a little bit of a dip into a slow season, but it, it seems as though this year it's going to be the opposite. Yeah. And I can't wait to get out there for sure. Have you been wrestling like since the pandemic or lately or, or anything i know you mentioned uh, you were on the the gut check but was that before the pandemic yeah that was the week before covid hit and then there i did a couple before the previous lockdown and then i and then i've only had the one show which was two two weeks ago or a week ago um yeah it was a week ago um since like since that since that last lockdown but then coming up i think i wrestle like each of the next like five or six weekends after next oh awesome. Hell yeah that's great how have you how have you been like feeling it since the like because you you wrestled before the pandemic and now you're wrestling again kind of afterwards like what's the what's the vibe not just from you but like maybe the boys or the people who show up and everything everyone's hungry that's one thing like a lot of wrestlers that i think were sitting on the fence on if they should continue wrestling pre-pandemic now they're definitely oh. like okay it's it's go time because they've, they've missed it. It's been too long. So for a lot of us, like in, in myself included, I think it, it gives you more time to reflect and just work on your game in a different way. So you essentially just have more, you have more mental matches over two years before uh, getting back in the ring. But then once you're in there, like you remember why you were so addicted to it the whole time. <laughs> of course. I, I could only like yeah I could totally see that it's like I, I I again I'm speaking as a fan but to me wrestling in a weird way is an art man and like technically wrestlers are artists I think because like I'm yep. sure like you said like you just said mentally like you're probably probably and not just you but like people who are watching and like yeah the wrestling was one of the only things that was on during this whole pandemic and continues it doesn't stop ever like the TV aspect so watching it and seeing like all these other promotions and things pop up and streaming services and this and that it makes you just probably just so like you're just biting just wait you're just like so hyped to just even step into a ring again and and try this like move or or do something that you you know you haven't done or you watch and you go i could do that or you think i i'm better than that or just like (laughs) there's so there's gotta be so much of that like especially the past few years and and now finally like you said like to be free of this cage and like go out and like do it it must it must be such a thrill Oh yeah, you forgot what your music hitting feels like. Oh, so, <laughs> what's your point. music? <laughs> uh, my, like mine's a custom one that has my own okay. voice in it. But even yes. so, it's like it's now time for the Saturday Night Delight. And then I was like, oh shit, I better. I, I should probably get ready because I literally have to walk out right now. And then, and then you feel it the same way you used to feel it. Like you might do 
I don't know, you get your shoulders moving, whatever, to get that the crowd going. But then you get in the ring and you're like, oh, I better not trip when I step through the rope. And like all the little things you've you've had like nightmares of for right. two years. Like, oh, I hope I don't forget that. Wow. <laughs> it's the huge like wrestler, the huge wrestler dream that or nightmare that that everyone has that a lot of the guys talk about is like. Um, is like they forget their boots. So they have like everything and then they get dressed and they're about to go through the curtain and this is like in their in their dream and then they look down and they realize they forgot their boots. <laughs> That's terrifying. Yeah, so I, I'm just, That's I've never, never been that guy that has lost his boots, but I'm going to make sure I'm not. Yeah, it, it is funny because it's true. Like what, what do you think you would forget or whatever or what, was your biggest fear of going back to wrestling? Like, you know, were you going to forget how to run the ropes or like to drop a simple elbow? Like what was going through your mind? It's so true that it's crazy. The small stuff that you might think you forget. Yeah. There's definitely a bit of ring rust. Like I think guys hit a little harder right now than what we're used to. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? You mentioned, you mentioned uh, Tyler, you mentioned your, uh, like inspiration working on gear and stuff like that. Like how does, uh, I've always wondered how do wrestlers like figure out if they're a trunks guy, uh, uh, you know, long boys kind of thing. Like how do, how do people come up with these things? And then what you got to like, do wrestlers go, especially like independence and like, yeah, I'm, I'm in Toronto, I'm Ontario, but I, I imagine in the States, there's a lot more of like people who a make gear for people True. or, or music for people. Like, is there, is it normal for you to come up with your own, kind of vision for what you want to wear or where do you get it and kind of stuff like that or, or i know some people make their own yeah like i got i had my first pair made from like a, a local lady that um she did like figure skating costumes oh. and I, and so i did like my first ever pair was like the, the little billy gun shorts <laughs> and then but i didn't want billy gun shorts i wanted like trunks but i didn't think i was ready for like actual short trunks because i like i grew up watching macho man and hogan and all sure. like ultimate warrior and all those guys so to me that's what a wrestler wore so it's always like and so i still live by like you always got to wear boots <laughs> and it was all it's trunks and then just before the pandemic like only like six months before the pandemic that's when i first switched to pants and then like it, it was weird to get used to wearing pants <laughs> but the creative process was like like i'm fortunate because I, I ended up eventually getting one of my buddies like after we got that first pair of gear, he's like, he goes, fuck, I can make way better gear than this. And so he made like a cursive version, like spell I, at the time I was tricked out Tyler Turba. So he spelt like tricked out in cursive and like, <laughs> and tries. like, and it was like, they were awesome. And like, they were super quality. And the first time I put them on, I had like six or seven people come up to me, like backstage. They're like, yo, who made your gear? <laughs> And like, and so that it's actually really hard to find someone that's really good. So in Ontario, like there, there's a girl up in Oshawa that's who made my pants. But, oh. but like prior to that, like I just had one of my best buddies who does like, he does like car liners and like custom seats and all that kind of stuff. And he's just like, yeah, I can do that. Like, just like, I'll just measure you up and we'll figure it out. And then, so I've been pretty lucky that way, but the creative process, like you end up with inspiration from like all different things. You might see something and you're like, Oh, I'm going to steal a little bit of that. Like I'll steal half a tide logo and half of a Coca-Cola logo. And here we <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Most, definitely. most people's logos are rips rip offs of something now, but so it's really tough to actually like have your own thing. 
Yeah, I could only imagine. That's so true. Well, okay, before we get to the worst story of the week and we wrap this stuff up, a couple questions non-wrestling related for you two gentlemen. Tyler, like I mentioned, you're a fitness instructor or however you want to call it, personal trainer or coach, however label it is. Me, myself, I've never been that type of guy to work out. Luckily, I have a fast metabolism and I'm lean to begin with, so I don't have to physically work out to, per se, look good, so to speak. But... For someone like myself who can't just get into it, who's not motivated to work out, what are some things that someone could do to get into the like the mindset of working out? Well, it first starts with like you have to find out with like why you want to do it. Okay. So if you, if it is something that you actually want to do, then then you essentially need to ask yourself that question like why you want to do it, and essentially because once you have your why, it's going to make it a little bit easier as to why you're going to work for it. So. Yeah, with people like a lot of times I'll, I'll meet with people that essentially like they have to lose weight or oh, like okay. they have like they or they like they yeah there could be like a lot of different layers to associated to like reasons why they need to but but then just because they they need to it's important for me on the other side to find out like why do they want to do it because just because if someone's being told that they have to do it then the process isn't going to be the way it should be for them it's not going to be as enjoyable right so and, and you gotta, I think like you said, like naturally you don't work out or don't need to and all that. So maybe you shouldn't work out. And, but, but I feel but, bad. I don't know why. Like, cause I, it's <laughs> good for you, you know, releases pheromones, does this, does that. But I just, I hate it. Like it's, I, I don't know how to, it's not that I hate it. Okay. I shouldn't use that word. It's that maybe because like you said, I have no purpose to do it. Other than that, I know eventually maybe I'll have to, and I know it's healthy for you, get my heart going, get my heart rate and all that stuff. But it's just like, I don't care for the burning sensation the next day. I don't like my legs feeling like they're going to fall off. Like all this stuff is just, that's what throws me away from it. It's like, nah, you can have that shit. <laughs> yeah. And so, but when it comes to that, like maybe it's not, maybe it's not lifting weights and working out that, that you start with. Maybe it's, ah, good like, point. Nicer out, so maybe it's riding a bike. Maybe you like rollerblading, so you start doing that, or you play like if you have kids and you start by just playing with your kids. Like mm. everyone, I feel like everyone just needs to find what that thing is that makes them active, and then from there, once you find something you like, you can then start to taper and try new things. But you have to first like something in order to to be able to change what it might be or adapt with what it should be, because you need a habit of something first. No, that makes sense. And well, and speaking of blood pressure and blood itself, you donate a ton of blood, my friend. I always see it on the socials. You love to give back. Is there a personal connection to this, or are you just one of those guys? Hey, I have it. I'm giving it. Yeah. So with uh, so with plasma, you're able to donate it every six days. Where so plasma donations, you get. So the difference is so. There's regular blood donations. So in regular blood donations, you can only donate every 56 days. Oh wow. Okay. And so in those type of donations, you give only about 20% mm. of plasma compared to what a full plasma donation is. Sure. But the difference is in why you need 56 days between donations is because it takes that long for your body to replenish all of its white and red blood cells. Uh. Ah. Versus, so then with the plasma donations, you can do it every six days because they actually give you like all your red blood cells back. Oh, so that's why so you end up giving five times the amount of plasma and so what they do with those is they end up uh using them for like all different types of medications so all the plasma sent to the u.s to create different uh drugs that help with um that help with uh 
there's different cancer drugs and then there's another one for um i, I believe it's alzheimer's oh wow shit Damn, you're like a superhero <laughs> right <laughs> oh, no. oh no i just yeah i just tried to try to do my part to get back so then that and that's one that yeah just like for me it made made sense so yeah i do it try to do it about every friday yeah because i've always wanted to give blood but also like Raiden, i like to partake in the green stuff every once in a while so i don't know if that's an that's one of the rules where you can't donate i don't know what it is because obviously i know if you, if you have disease or if you're uh, really ill you can't give blood obviously but i don't know what the other factors are like do you have to be like pretty much straight edge so to speak to give blood there's a lot of, like there's essentially like a pre-questionnaire so even if you oh, if you're okay. sure about it like you can go like the canadian blood services app sure. like you can go in to donate and then they'll ask you all the different questions and if you end up having one in those pre-screen questions then then essentially like you would be able to donate but but they do an in-depth one the first time you go in and okay. you go over a lot of different uh like past medical history and things that have happened to you depending on the timeline of which thing mm. Because even if you've come into contact of someone in someone else's blood within a certain period of time, that makes it makes you ineligible to be able to. Ah, do. well, you know what? I'm I'm glad that they do that now because I was always scared to take blood, and if I needed blood from someone <laughs> other than someone I knew, because I know what they do. Like for some stranger, like what what are the criteria for getting? Blood? So that's good to know. Good. So I'm not going to get like some heroin addict's blood if if I needed, right? <laughs> Uh, no, definitely not. They make sure that's why it's been around for so long. And yeah, they're like they're super over the top cautious with everything because it's even like if you've traveled outside the country within the last like three months, you can't. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's serious. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. No, awesome for you, man. And how about you, Brayden? I know you like to dabble in music. You've been producing some stuff. You put some stuff out there. Are you actually? Is this all for fun, or are you collaborating with other people? What's going on, man? Inform us. Yeah, yeah, I do music on the side as well. So, like, yeah, my my background is uh, I work in TV and I work in the podcast and, and all that stuff. And I do that, but so I'm super into audio and, and all that stuff. So I make music for since I was, like, a teenager. But uh, just as of late, I got, like, updated uh, stuff for podcasting and then started getting a bit more serious into music. So I've, because I'm in, like, a, the, the podcast world, I've made a lot of music and themes for uh, a lot of podcasts nice. and I've worked on I've worked on music and like hip hop beats for like comedians and comedy shows in the city and stuff like that. So it's like it's still a passion project but once in a while once I put a little elbow grease into it it kind of reaps the rewards but I should focus more so on it but uh I have a as I call a shoot job in <laughs> real life as well. So you know, you know bills too but i i once you once you start to make money in things that you enjoy doing uh it is a, a pretty good feeling even if it is uh, I, uh like fuck i like wrestling hand a hot dog and a handshake hey like i didn't have that hot dog before so cool uh but you know everyone kind of starts somewhere but it definitely is still more so just a passion project but yeah any uh aspiring i know you you dabble in the hip-hop world uh, steve you got like hip-hop people on your on your show all the time like rappers and stuff yeah. and i definitely want to like make like a because aew just did this one where they got like producers and all these rappers and some wrestlers to like make yep. like a mixtape and stuff like that and i'm super super into stuff like that because i do that used to do that quite a lot so i might be might be working on something along those lines maybe get some wrestlers some some rappers some beats and stuff like that on a post wrestling ep or something but but yeah uh that's what I have to do. But I've mostly been focusing on the podcast. That's what kept me sane 
through the pandemic. Me for too. Sure. Trust me. Because yeah. pe- people ask me all the time, like, oh, don't you miss having in-studio guests? I'm like, yeah, I do. But at the same time, I don't because it's a lot easier doing everything via fucking Skype and Zoom. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, and people don't have to go out of their way. You don't have to set a certain time. And I know it's nice to chill, you know, and we don't get to play Mario Kart this time around. So I could actually whoop your ass unlike last time. But you know what I mean? It is what it is. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's in person or over Zoom. I'll still whoop your ass in Mario Kart, and it doesn't matter the <laughs> system. Just in general, Mario Kart. But yeah, uh, like, like I've been working for. Uh, I worked for so many different things with radio and podcasting. But during just before the pandemic, I was going to a lot more shows. I was kind of traveling, dipping my toes into traveling for wrestling, and started doing bar events. And then the pandemic hit. So Patreon is definitely where like I uh, leaned on, and uh, some of my listeners uh, basically support me, and that's that's how I uh, make kind of my, my living right now. Again, I have a shoot job in TV, but podcasting has been fun. Whether you're a, a listener or a creator, it's like, yeah, you could be at the gym and you could be listening to conversations or you could be uh, creating these conversations. But uh, I do love wrestling, so I focus mostly on covering all sorts. Like I mentioned, I do the, the best match ever. I do Up Next and BD Elite covering NXT and Dynamite. Those are on the free feed. Uh, I do a lot of movie reviews. During the pandemic, yeah, I watched so too. many movies and shows and all sorts of stuff. But yeah, uh, it's it, it's been fun, and I've been super blessed to have like this community, whether it's post wrestling or uh, my up next community. But it's fun, and why not? Like this, the, the the times we've been living in, I'm so over it. I want to go out. I want to go I back know. outside and do stuff. And the summer's here. I want to go to yep. wrestling shows, and, and and you know, instead of watching wrestling and with a few friends i want to go with the friends to the events and go see things and and do stuff and yeah be merry you know and that hot dog and handshake <laughs> yeah you gotta yeah <laughs> yeah i'm gonna shake hands now so that's why <laughs> oh. you can't, yeah you can't just the hot dog and the elbow there you go <laughs> yeah the fist pump the head nod and the hand and the hot dog yeah <laughs> Well, gentlemen, you ready for the worst story of the week? Yeah, hit me. Okay, so this week's story comes from India. But before we get to that, all of us have gone to school. I assume this is not 1940. So most of us have gone to school at least for one year in our lives. And I'm assuming unless you're an angel, you've probably cheated here or there, you know, on some kind of test or did something wrong in school. But now, how about this? Have you guys ever cheated and got caught? Uh, not in school, no. Good for you, man. <laughs> I can't say that I have. Well, maybe in a match. <laughs> <laughs> maybe in a match. I, oh, yeah, because I put my feet up on the ropes and the refs are hot. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Caught. <laughs> okay, so, like I said... This week's story comes from India, where a medical student got caught for cheating on an exam. Okay, so we're, you know, it's not like when we went to school, the way of cheating back in the day was writing something on your arm or having a little cheat note. I remember people used to make one so small and put it like in the cap of a pen. And then I don't know how people would read it and pull it apart, but whatever. People would come up with some crazy ass shit back in the day. Water bottles. Ah, yes, that one too. Inside the calculator as well. You could put a little sleeve in there, right? There's all kinds I've of ways of cheating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, right? But nowadays, it's, I don't know how teachers deal with this. There's so much advancement. There's so much technology where people are coming up with crazy-ass ways of cheating. So the way this person cheated, 
he surgically had a tiny Bluetooth inserted into his ear during an exam. So before an exam, he had it inside, like, and it was, I don't know, know, it doesn't say how he got caught and it doesn't say exactly why he cheated, but I would be under the assumption that he probably, this is like some James Bond type shit. I'm assuming he had glasses and it was transmitting video and then someone was relaying him back the answers. Because why else would you put a Bluetooth in your ear if someone can't see the test, right? Well, is it like is it like the Google glasses where he can kind of see in the frames? I don't know how those things work. I don't have oh. a pair, but like like or like you know like ear pods, but like a really small one that like you couldn't even see. I'm wondering how they got caught though. Like if you wear an ear pod, you can see that someone's wearing an ear pod or like a headphone. But if you're wearing this like little like I don't know some little speck or dot i would imagine the way they got caught is the person who was uh connected to the bluetooth accidentally connected to like oh. the speaker system <laughs> and, uh, imagine in the class or something you know and then living on a prayer started playing <laughs> so i don't know that's that's very strange that you would go through all like if you're going through those lengths just actually study yeah like you're smart enough to yeah. do all that you're smart enough to like pass this exam yeah but well here's the thing though i i went a bit deeper into this and this is where it gets a bit weird so when he got caught first off he was like he didn't regret it because he said he had no choice it was his last chance and if he would have failed this test he would have got expelled or kicked out of medical school i don't know about you guys but uh, even if he passed do i really want this guy performing any type of surgery or giving me medical advice I mean, he sounds like he's technically sound. Like, he knows how to do this shit. But I don't know. I don't know, man. Not really. I mean, who knows who who, who we have as our surgeons. And, and that's stuff, what made I my guess. mind go thinking. Because apparently this is a huge thing in India because of how they have so many people there and so little jobs. Where it's so cutthroat that all these people are cheating. Not to say that they suck. But, like, say someone who's, like, 70 or 80 percentile is cheating just to get ahead of their class. So they can find the job placements once they uh, graduate, right? It's it's crazy what people go through yeah. lines for. It's insane. No, definitely. Weird. I mean, if you're going to go through all that trouble, just just study. Fuck. <laughs> and that's what I always say. It's same thing with evil people and people come up with all these plans. It's like, if you just use that for good, it's so much easier to get something else accomplished. To go through those lengths. Like, say, for example, lazy people. I'm sure you deal with a lot of lazy people, Tyler, trying to get into feeling better and stuff it's like the amount of effort they go into to be lazy is more effort than living a normal life i find sometimes (laughs) it's crazy yeah yeah so well i was like i don't i I don't deal with a lot of lazy people but but i i understand the point that you're saying and i agree with your point Well, gentlemen, if you want to plug your shit, where people can find you, anything upcoming, Tyler, I'll let you plug your shit first. Go for it. Anything, my friend. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, I got, uh, I'm part of Oshawa Wrestling, uh, which is their debut show coming up April 1st. So, got a chance at winning a third title for the Oshawa uh, Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. And then uh, the, the coming weeks on my social. So, it's at Turva Training for my Instagram or at Tyler Turva for on my Facebook page or uh, even Twitter. That's where I always uh, post what upcoming shows I have and whatnot. That's awesome that the, the schwa has a, a wrestling thing. Is it that you said this is their first show? It's their debut. Yeah. There's actually four promotions there now. That's crazy. Wow. 
Oh, they need someone needs to have the Dirty Schwa Championship title. <laughs> it's like a hardcore title. Yo, pitch that, pitch that. Because like, think about it. It's like the twenty four seven title. Yo, it's like the twenty four seven title. The Dirty Schwa, and it's the twenty four seven title. Hardcore. It's always it's the Schwa. You don't know what you're gonna get. You know that 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 would work. Like that it. could be a title you could also acquire. I feel like you got to wear your dirtiest clothes to be in that match. <laughs> Hey, maybe that's a perfect match for the wrestlers who don't have boots. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Brayden, what about you, man? Yeah, uh, I, as I mentioned, yeah, follow at, uh, Up Next Podcast at UPNXT Podcast on uh, Twitter. We have a Facebook page and a group there as well. And um, I myself, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram at the Bray. And I do so much podcasting. I work for Post Wrestling. We cover NXT on Up Next. We cover AEW Dynamite on BDE Elite. And then uh, we do a bunch of podcasts on the the Patreon. For five bucks, you get access to all the back catalogs of shows, whether it's movie reviews, old wrestling reviews. We do pay per view reviews. Uh, all sorts of stuff. I've been a, the pandemic definitely got me in a kick of watching like old school stuff that I haven't watched. So like mm. I dived into like a lot of old like all Japan, you know, oh, like sure. the, the Four Pillars and and all that stuff. So I'm super into chatting all about like that kind of stuff as well. So I do all sorts of nerdy podcasts and and stuff like that. So go follow and check it all out. And can't wait to see people at wrestling shows again. Awesome. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast DAP. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast DAP at gmail.com. We're right to the top of the show. Support those fine sponsors because if it helps them out, most definitely helps me out. And please, most importantly, rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. One last question for you both before I let you go. Are we actually going to see Veer debut on April 4th? Uh, yeah, they said it's happening, so it's got to happen, right? Send Veer? It's got to, yeah. I saw, the, I saw the graphic yesterday. I was like, he can't, like, this is ridiculous. I thought, it's like, I thought the guy's already been on until I saw the graphic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, what about a, a, another thing? Like, sure. you know, they did the, the Grand Slam in uh, September in New York with the big match of Kenny and Brian. Do you think? there's a potential that they do another one and what would be the big match for AEW to sell out that that big arena i think i think there's a big match coming and i'm thinking it's okada oh yeah but okada who Uh, don't tell me okada omega again okada danielson oh i like that yes that's That's just me dream booking but that's something i want to see because my end game in pro wrestling i think is kenny and koda one more time but at the, the Tokyo Dome, that's definitely a big match there. But, yeah, mm. I don't really care about Veer. <laughs> <laughs> Watch, by next year, he's going to be your favorite wrestler. Yeah, we'll see. We'll he's got to you know, make it to week four, right? Week four, yeah. He's the guy they have the Disney movie made about. What Disney Did movie? Did you know that? Which one? Yeah, he used to be a, he used to be a cricket pitcher. What? Bro, I'm not lying. Check this shit out. John Hamm's in the movie. Doesn't play him, but he's in the movie. Sure, sure, sure. Oh shit! Oh no! Now he's even a. Oh no! Now I am gonna like this guy. <laughs> Sanvir, thank you, thank you for having me on. Sanvir, oh my god! On that note, he's Tyler. He's Braden. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace. <laughs>